are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're back. Another another edition of Bulls versus Blazers and also a Bulls versus Blazers on Locked On Blazers, but we are back for 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 a, 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 another NBA conversation. The streets needed the fire content that we had to get. We I actually got a tweet from some random follow person who follows me yesterday, just asking whether the Bulls versus Blazers podcast was ever going to come back. So the people are clamoring. We have to give we got to give the people what they asked for. There's been a lot of stuff on our favorite shows on the uh, on the Bulls versus Blazers reality TV network. It's been uh, a good it's been a good season for the network overall. It has been and one of the best uh not best. I shouldn't say best cuz it's not good, but we might as well lead it off. By the way, welcome everyone to the show. Eric Garcia Gunderson, Sean Hyken, what's up? Uh, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what it is. You know you know what we do. Uh, taking a break, for those of you who are Lockdown Blazers listeners, no uh, Blazer game to update you on, but we're going to get I did more. see the Blazers last night in Chicago, though. Al Farouk Aminu came back. You were. Sean was there, uh, took, in, took in the game. Blazers look I have good. one. They I look, have one. They, I just have one story. There's not really a lot of. I don't really have a lot of like Blazers analysis for you. But there's a. There's it was just kind of a funny moment. So I mean, we were at uh, Terry Stotts's uh, pregame media availability, and one of the other Chicago reporters was asking him about Robin Lopez, who was obviously on the Blazers for a couple of years. And as Terry is starting to answer the question, he says something like, "Well, yeah, Robin was a great defensive presence for us. He was a great teammate." And as that's happening. Robin walks by on his way to the locker room and just says, Hey, coach, I appreciate you saying that about me. You're doing a good job. <laughs> and so I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you know what Robin, Robin Lopez's voice sounds yeah, like. So yeah, you can like just kind of very booming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You voice. can kind of picture, you can picture that conversation happening. Oh yeah. I can definitely picture that, that, that Robin Lopez voice. Like, like, right, like, like they walk, it was just a funny interaction. Cause like he walks by and Terry's like, Oh, what's up, Robin? Is there anything you want me to say? And, and, uh, and, uh, Robin, Robin's like, well, no, you're doing a good job as it is. And then I, I was talking to Robin a little bit in the locker room afterwards, and he was like, man, Terry should have talked about how devilishly handsome I am, too. You know, Robin seems like he has a lot more fun than he used to when he was here. I Maybe it was just uh, a thing. I find, him, I find him absolutely delightful to talk to. We talk about The Simpsons a lot. We talk about just... Like we talk, I, I talked to him about the old about those Blazers teams a couple of times. He talks about like how he's like he's still friends with Dame. He's still friends with like Wesley Matthews. Like it was, it was, it was. It, it's good to talk to him about that kind of stuff. He's a really thoughtful guy. Obviously, he went to Stanford, so he's a pretty smart guy. Oh yeah, no, he's totally really smart. He just seemed to have no interest in uh, doing media stuff. Like he, right he, when when he was when he was in Portland, he was kind of. He he would be good at times, but he could also be very like Marshawn Lynch like, where right. he would just kind of look at you and he'd be like, "That's kind of a stupid question." I, well, I, well, obviously, the thing is, like, obviously he's really very smart. Of... He's very smart, obviously. 
Well, the thing is, I haven't done a lot of, like, interviewing him, like, for a story. This has all just been me just chatting with him. And watching <laughs> right, him which is great with that. Which is totally different, because I can just go up and be like, hey, like, have you been watching the Simpsons Marathon on FX or something like that? And we'll just talk about the Simpsons, like, off the record for ten minutes before a game or something. Right. No, and that and that is totally his lane. Like, when uh, I think Sam Simon passed away, like, he was totally yeah. down to talk to me about it for a story for, like, I'm gonna. I'm going to talk to him about i'm gonna talk at some point soon i'm gonna talk to him about have you seen the harry potter the fantastic i'm not yet movie yet i'm gonna try to talk to robin about that at some point i don't know if he's gotten a chance to see it but that's something i feel like he'd be down to like do an interview about and what he think and what he thinks about that but oh yeah he's been a, he's been a welcome addition to making the band chicago just to transition here right to uh from uh basketball blazers talk to our, our, our network shows making the band chicago making uh some waves with Ooh, i like that i like that transition with with the verbal altercation between rondo but you you were you were reporting on it so please uh enlighten the folks that maybe do not know the details on the rondo situation that caused him to be suspended by the team in the blazers win on monday well, there really aren't a lot of details out there about it. What we've been able to, I wasn't in Dallas when it actually happened, but uh, we've been able to ascertain that he got into a little bit of an argument during the game with Jim Boylan, who is the associate head coach. He's essentially Fred Hoiberg's defensive coordinator. They, they got into it. Uh, there's conflicting reports about whether or not he threw a towel. It sounds like it's possible that he just mind throwing a towel, which for all intents and purposes is basically the same thing. Uh Fred obviously didn't want to talk about it in detail at all when we asked him about it at shoot-around yesterday. Uh, Rondo actually played pretty well tonight in the loss to Detroit. But I think I think everybody seems like that's kind of behind them at this point. But, you know, it's Rajon Rondo. This kind of stuff tends to happen with him. He's been suspended seven times in his career. Like, it's not, it's not, not a shock when this happened. You know, it's just he was a character on love and hip-hop sacramento last year he's uh he was he was one of the original dallas polo assassins a few years ago like there you know you know he's a, he's a network veteran and this is kind of what he does and and he was cast off from hoarders boston before all yeah that. so yeah he's really he really knows his way around the network and knows how to make some stories and he even was a little bit self-aware about it. He said tonight, I was, I was not in Detroit, but uh, he said, they asked him about it because he actually talked about it after the game. And he said, whatever you guys are writing, good luck writing it. Or just so- something like that. Like he's, he knows he knows that the writers on the network are are clamoring for these storylines and he's and he's providing it. Yeah, he's, he's really bringing it. Yeah, Rondo, uh, again, yeah, classic Rondo. Uh, he butts heads with everyone in a, a position of authority. So this is bound to happen. And that if the Blazers, I mean, the Bulls are kind of tough. It, Jaron Grant in that game just did not play as great. Just, he just, he basically, I think he put, he definitely outplayed Dame in the first matchup and he just didn't show up at all. In, in no, it turns, it turns out the Blazers are, a lot harder to guard when Dame and CJ are making their shots because that's kind of that's where Portland lost the game in in Portland a couple of weeks ago was you know they were able to make Dame and CJ work a lot more for their shots and nobody else was really able to beat them as far as you know some of the Blazers other weapons 
when Dame and CJ are shooting the way they shot last night, the Blazers are pretty tough to beat, especially when the Bulls' defense is as shaky as it's been at times. Yeah. Uh, so th- that that was that was an interesting game. Uh, Blazers probably one of their better road wins too. Uh, yeah, against, I would say against the band. Uh, in Chicago. And I would say, I mean, it's, it's also, you, we should point out again, Al Farouk Aminu was back for the first time in a few weeks, so they needed him back. Their defense had kind of fallen off a cliff without him, so it's going to be good for them going forward if they have him back. Yeah, it was interesting I, that that he came back. He didn't start. I, I think that's not going to continue. Uh, right. B- but I kind of did like the look that they had with that second unit with letting Turner handle the rock and just spacing the court with four guys that can – shoot the three reasonably well uh i i thought that was a fun look for the for the bench and i think is a good way to help turner who's been as as the, all of you know he's his plus minus is might still be the worst in the league i think it still is uh if, if not it's definitely still one of the worsts so i i think they're still figuring out ways to to get him in positions to succeed uh looking at other shows on on the network we've had some surprises uh from a couple of our network shows that uh, have been flagship shows the real lakers of los angeles have gotten some injury trouble it's a pretty pretty slow season they just a bunch of guys are injured but the real lakers of new york they win tonight in miami against uh a show that we you know we thought maybe would be interested in, in in survivor miami but it seems like the only thing that's uh, surviving down there, I don't, it doesn't seem like anybody's surviving down there. It's a lot of injuries, you know, dysentery, uh, whooping yeah, cough, just yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, lots of stuff that you know, you just sometimes it just happens when you're stranded on an island, when you're on waiters' they're island. The new, they're, the new, they're the new Memphis Grizzlies of last year. Although the Grizzlies have been hit pretty hard, formerly making the band Memphis, we kind of canceled that, but they've been hit pretty hard with the injuries too. Mike Conley's out for a while. Yeah, Conley is out for a couple of months with a. I think it was a fracture in his uh, vertebrae. Spot, in his vertebrae. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that they said it was. I think six weeks, right? Or was that? I think that was how long they said it was initially. But I, I feel like I, that can't. You you gotta wait a little bit longer. I feel like when yeah, it's, absolutely. When it's a like vertebrae. I would be shocked if he was back. But Mike Conley has also played through a lot of stuff. He basically played with a broken face in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, broken face. I think he also had the really bad plantar fasciitis at that time as well. Yeah, that dude's he, tough. Yeah, I think he, he beat the Blazers on one foot in a playoff series a couple of years ago. So the guy, uh, definitely, you cannot count him out. One of the teams that we thought about potentially having a show for, because obviously we knew we, we would be talking about them, they've really just gone and ruined the gag. We've we've we have let's just say we have blown a three one lead on being able to compare every team to a reality show. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are just we're going to call them the Warriors. That's our kind of moniker, but it's not creative all, at all. all. It's terrible. It, it, no, they, yeah, they're just they're just the Warriors. There's no, there's it's not like it's not it's not a reality show. It's just they, they run everything. They Clay Thompson is scoring sixty points in twenty nine minutes last night. Like, I mean. Steve Kerr is admitting that he is aware that marijuana exists as a concept. Uh, Draymond Green is still kicking people. Uh, it's got everything. It, it, it doesn't stop. It, there's nothing that really compares to it. So there's really, and also, you know, if we were to give, 
we, we've already given keeping up with the Cavs to to Cleveland. So we we and that that fits. But there's nothing. I don't think the Warriors they just ruin the gag and it, they make news with the snap of a finger and. Yeah, Steve Kerr with with the pot stuff, and then that's crossed over to Phil Jackson on uh, now the every Lakers single of- other coach has to has to give their opinions about whether or not they're okay with the idea that marijuana is a thing that exists. Yeah, yeah, they they have to. I mean, I I do think yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just I I do. It, it's funny that that conversation basically starts with Steve Kerr, and then every coach gets asked the thing that Steve Kerr said or and I do think that that in that line of questioning is, is kind of lazy but it's kind of whack I'm not a fan of it yeah it, yeah it's like let Steve Kerr talk about the pot and 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 then you know Although it, I, will say, I will I will say though shout out to Clay Thompson for saying that he thinks that it should never be used recreationally and everyone looked at Clay Thompson with a very straight face. Everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like when you were in college at Washington State, you got busted for possession or anything." Or when you are Clay Thompson, period. Right. N- nobody, <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody believes that Clay Thompson doesn't smoke pot. Like, I'm sorry, like. <laughs> but only for medicinal purposes. But, but here's only, the thing: it's legal. It's legal it's, in California now. It doesn't have anything it to is. apologize. It's legal in Oregon. It's legal in a bunch of states. He shouldn't apologize. Absolutely not. Legal a lot of places. Yeah, exactly. At some point, the new CBA is going to be announced. I wouldn't be surprised if they take it off the banned substances list. Or they should, anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, that was uh, something that was reportedly uh, something that was rumored, right? Uh, and if, like, and if, I mean, Steve Kerr's central point was... If a player is like dealing with chronic pain, he'd rather have him smoke some weed than take Vicodin or take some of these painkillers that these guys get hooked on that are really hard to stop using once you start using them. And he's absolutely right in terms of it being less harmful and less uh, of a maybe a long term issue. Yeah, I mean, it's less invasive than all those other drugs. I did a report when I was in college about medical marijuana in how these people were trying to pass for an initiative and all that stuff in Eugene, Oregon. And I went to go to a clinic in Eugene. And I think if I recall correctly, it was the clinic told me that two thirds of their patients were, had been using pain medication and needed medical marijuana to get off. So if that is something that's, then I think it's pretty, you know, in sports where there's lots of pain and especially like in the NFL, yeah, I, and again, I like Kerr was saying, I agree with that central point. It's like it's clearly like if a guy has a, a real bad injury, it, it's definitely more beneficial for his overall long-term health to be using something like marijuana instead of something like, uh, you know, prescription pain med opiate. Yeah, absolutely. But now, you know, everybody has to comment on it. And I know, I mean, I personally was shocked and appalled that uh, – making the band or not making the band that uh real lakers of new york uh showrunner phil jackson has admitted that he has also smoked pot that just seems really unlike him seems very unlike phil jackson next thing you know i thought we thought peyote was more his drug of choice next thing you know luke walton is going to talk about smoking pot and you're going to be like what is going on absolutely yeah, the Warriors make making waves. Draymond kicking people again. To me, it, I'm just so I'm so over that whole 
discussion. My 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 take on it is the exact same thing that it was in the finals and in the conference finals when it happened, like with Oklahoma City and then with LeBron, which is I don't think he maliciously decides I'm going to try to kick this guy, but I don't think he particularly tries not to either. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like he's it doesn't seem like he's trying to break his pattern. It doesn't seem like he's actively trying to stop that behavior, whether it's inadvertent or not. And it's kind of at the point, my, my friend Matt Moore, who's an NBA writer for CBS, he has this thing he always says when fans of certain teams complain about the officiating, which is you just have to treat the officiating as an act of God where, like, you can't control it. It's not for you. It's not against you. You just have to, you know, not worry about it because it's out of your control. I almost feel like we're getting to the point where, yeah, Draymond Green kicks people. That's just what he does. He's not going to stop, you know making you know making him into the worst person in the world for it is it going to accomplish anything trying to act like what he's doing is normal is also not going to accomplish anything he just kind of it just kind of is what it is at this point i just think it's hilarious because it, it, it just it gets people it gets people super riled up and it's it, if it is in fact inadvertent it's the funniest thing on the planet because it he's lebron like in his body control for the size that he is and yet he has this little tick where he just cannot control his legs and it's, well the thing is i just i think he's taken it so far already that like if he were to he stop to doing going. it now right like like he's like he's already so committed to the bit so to speak that like he's doing it and his whole thing has always been no i don't do it on purpose like i can't you know I, i'm just gonna be me i'm not gonna do it if he were to suddenly stop doing it then now would tacitly be admitting that he could have controlled it before, but he chose not to. And then he did, you know, he's going to basically admit to being wrong, which, you know, you're, it's not going to happen. If you've ever, you know, listened to Draymond Green talk it, or a good insight into this would be the Ringer article by Brian Curtis about the Warriors is Draymond Green is totally self-aware of the character that he is playing at all times. Absolutely. And that's, and that is what makes the Warriors a great show to watch in part because, like, Curry leans into being boring. Durant a little bit is – Durant leans that direction as well. But Draymond is totally aware of the character he's playing. And Durant, to his credit, also is becoming more in that way, like, understanding uh, and, and in kind of embracing that. But – Draymond himself is definitely the most knowledgeable and the most manipulative of the media and totally knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he can stop now. I, I, I don't think that suddenly he's not going to – this isn't going to be a problem. So uh, I, I just think it's entertaining. I can't wait till he does it again. <laughs> I can't. I, ho I, I almost hope that next time he does it, it's to somebody like Giannis or, or – it's to somebody that, like, people have strong opinions about. Because when it's Marquise Chris, then it's like, okay, whatever. But, like – if it's if it's like if it's like Giannis or if it's like like Anthony Davis or if it's like uh, Towns, I, sure Carl Towns or uh, I don't know like what if he did oh my God what if he did it to Demarcus Cousins oh, I think wow. that's my I think that's number one on my wish list is if he does it to Demarcus Cousins that'd be amazing you know Cousins you know Cousins is a Cousins would, Cousins would Cousins would retaliate too no Cousins or, Bla or Blake or Blake Griffin the the, the Warriors oh. play the Clippers tomorrow. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. Well, we should probably talk about that. I, I'm excited. I, 
I, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, we, we could talk about it, but I also but just nothing, don't really. We don't have anything to say yet. No, I also just, I also am not at all buying this idea that the Clippers can, you know, compete with the Warriors in a playoff series. I, I need to see them beat them before I, before, you know, before that happens. I'm not, I'm like the Warriors, like not, nothing, the, the Warriors are in the same place to me with the Cavs. I know the Cavs have just lost, you know, three games recently in a row. Whatever they do in the regular season literally doesn't matter because they're so much better than every other team in the East. And I feel like the Warriors are that way with other teams in the West. I know the Spurs have a set, almost the same record as them. The Clippers have a pretty good record. But, like, I just don't see any of those teams beating. And as long as the all the all everybody's healthy, I just – none of those teams are going to beat Golden State in a playoff series. And the finals is going to be Cavs Warriors again, so I don't really know how much they're. I mean, it's going to be a fun game because those teams hate each other, and it's like, and like the people on those teams hate each other, and they have this history, and like that's going to be fun. But like in terms of playoff implications, like I just I'll believe when I see it. Fair enough. That's a totally fair stance to take on the Clippers. I don't necessarily agree. I know they've the Clippers have cooled off considerably as of late, but I do think that. Blake himself, Blake just, and and CP just, I, I know that the Warriors are absurd, but Blake is, I think, a type of guy that could really cause problems, and then DeAndre is just a, an absolute monster, and you can really just shut things off, and he can switch out up high with those quick guys. I, I really think that the Clippers, I full disclosure, I have money on the Clippers to win the championship. So Eric, so when you when you uh, put money on the Clippers to win the title, where did you go? Uh, I I I went to to, to betdsi.com. Uh, That's because I love basketball and I was I was ready to get into the action. And for over twenty years, betdsi has been a top rated business, and it's safe. I play there, and they've got great specials like me betting on the Clippers to win the championship, and. BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. They have great customer service, fast and easy payment of winnings, hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from, and you can even do UFC, and they bet on all types of stuff. So you should definitely check out everything they got over at BetDSI. They have live in-game wagering as well, and you can play virtually everything at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com now. That's BetDSI. Go there and use promo code BLAZERS10 and get your free wager and start winning today. BetDSI.com. But I, I actually I actually do. Like, I, I, I think the Clippers really do have a chance to, to win the championship because I, I, I just think history shows. I, I know that it's history has never seen three consecutive meetings. Of the, I, and I know his records are made to be broken and stuff. <clears throat> But also the nature of basketball is that some weird thing might happen, and the Clippers seem like a team that they just kept. They just keep. It reminds me of the Dirk Mavs, where and and Jason Terry, like they just kept knocking on the door, and they kept knocking on the door, and eventually they caught the breaks that they didn't get every other time that they lost. And I I just think the Clippers are in a good position right now. I know they've cooled off considerably here but i think in a series if they can stay in that top three and avoid uh golden state in the second round i think that that uh would would set them up for a a chance against them i i I really do believe that because i think i i I do think that the clippers did a better job of of signing 
better role players. I think their bench, their bench is. I know they've had trouble with it lately, but I still think in a series, it, it's good to have those veteran guys if they can stay healthy. Yeah, well, I'm certainly more in on them than I think I am on San Antonio. But you know who else I really like in the West? Not necessarily to win the title, but just that I really enjoy watching. It's been on hiatus from the network, but making the band Houston is back with the oh, Gosh, yeah, in, in a completely different way, right? Last year's making the band Houston was built on absolute <clears throat> disaster. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. Michael Beasley Michael joining Beasley. the band. Michael Beasley was in the band. And then they basically change over every new band else. leader, new new band leader, Mike D'Antoni, who made hits at, at several other stops along the way. And he, and he and James, he and James Harden are Michael Jackson, and Quincy Jones. Yeah. Ba- I mean, basically it, it, it's their LP and killer Mike. God, it, that Dude, the new Run the Jewels track is crazy. Have you listened to it? I, you know what? I actually have not listened to it. I will. Do oh my that. god! A- it's, a- it's after crazy. after this po- after this podcast goes up, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, is listen to new RTJ. But the Rockets. I did you watch that Rockets Warriors game? Yeah. Oh my god, that was like they've got actual shooters around Harden now. It's it's like. I mean, I know it's like asking a lot for Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon to stay healthy because both of them have just never been able to stay healthy in their entire careers. But when they're healthy and they're hitting shots and Eric Gordon can sort of run the offense while Harden is resting and, you know, Clint Capella has been really good. Ariza, they basically just needed to be a spot off shooter now, has been has been really good. You know, ever since Beverly came back, he's been doing Patrick. God, that, I, that team is just so much fun. I don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs, but I just – they're like they're my league pass favorite at this point in the season. They're just so much fun. It's just they 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 are they exude basketball fun. It's like watching a game of two K with. It's with almost like it's almost like I mean it's not quite the seven seconds or less Suns, but like it's an evolution because I mean the most perfect Mike D'Antoni player ever is Steve Nash, but I think behind him it's James Harden. You know, Harden might be, he might be the new. Like he just, uh, Steve Nash was the ultimate D'Antoni player of that time. But I, I think it's there's an argument to be made with the numbers that Harden is putting up that he is a, is just a better version and an evolved version of Steve Nash. You know what I mean? Who's like your MVP at, right now this season? Because I'm undecided. I, I have three guys. I have three guys. I would essentially be deciding between. I probably have Harden right now. Okay. Harden right now, and then Le- I mean, it, it, okay. Realistically, it's LeBron's to lose if they get the best record. So yeah, I I have so my three ca- guys that I would, my three guys that I'm deciding between, and it's killing me because Russ is putting up incredible numbers. And but like I have him behind three guys. I've got him behind Harden in some order: Harden, LeBron, and KD. Yeah, KD's been a monster. And and KD's defense this year is on another level. Uh, that's yeah, and, it's, and then I think I might, I might have Jimmy Butler fifth, honestly. Butler's been pretty good. Uh, he's been really tough to stop. He basically gets to the racket. I mean, every time I've seen him, he just he just he dominates when he's on the court. But I think those are the three: is 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 Harden, uh, KD, and LeBron. Those are the three. You could talk me into any of those three at this point in the season. Yeah, KD is the good one because. I think he's. I think everyone on the Warriors is 
that team is just a machine and but Durant gets his numbers still and I think even more impressively he's been able to anchor the defense a lot when yeah and I which considering you know Andre Iguodala is definitely he's still a pretty good defender but he's definitely lost a step on that end from where he was a couple of years ago no they need Durant to 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 make that step to help also you know their center when they go with the whatever they're calling the death lineup these days. Uh, I should just call it the lineup. The lineup. Hey, boom. The Warriors and the lineup. Yeah. Synergy. We actually made this. We actually made it work. It ruined the gag, but we actually made it work. Yes. They well, ruined go the gag. Us. Yeah, that's right. This is why you listen. This is why the Bulls versus Blazers podcast uh, is, 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 is a great podcast that your friends should listen to. Uh Go on iTunes and leave us some five-star reviews as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Durant has been absolutely phenomenal defensively. I've just been super impressed with that. He's carried over the defense that he played in the series against the Warriors as a member of the Thunder into this season for the Warriors, and that is – I mean, they're 18-3. and So uh, they're they're rolling, and again, they're proving what a lot of really smart basketball people were saying when – this happened in the summer was that it, it wasn't going to take very long for this team to get good playing with one another. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Like, and then that, and that's why I'm just like, like the Clippers, this is why when we go back to the Clippers discussion, who's got you, you just as good as the Clippers are this year. You have to somehow guard Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant at the same time, and you just—I just—I don't think any team is going to be able to do that for a no, seven-game series. Yeah, I—I I mean, the—I the, think that. See, the problem is Redick has Redick is is kind of the weak Redick and and Blake to an extent, but I think Blake can play good defense and has played good defense, and so has Redick. It's the question with Redick is can he stay healthy again. And and I think it's a question with a lot of these guys. It's just can the Clippers stay healthy enough to be at full speed against the Warriors for a seven game series? And I think if they can, that helps. I think Austin Rivers actually would be of service in a series against the Warriors. I, I, I think they, they have things there that could help in in a series against them that I, I definitely Although the Spurs have a meta record, I, I, I've never been a big believer on the Spurs, and I, I agree with you there that I'm not really – I I'm covered really Pau Gasol over two last two years. I'm not buying into their their defense. No, that's – yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's good, but it's – you know, the, the Spurs, they always figure out a way to get that good defense, but I just don't see it really being that all, all that effective uh, once, once the playoffs start. I just don't – I'm not sure – uh, on, on, on that so I, I think the Clippers have the best shot and I think they have a legitimate shot and I and I I, I mean I mean you look at the odds too it's like you, if you're going to bet on the Warriors or the Cavs you know you're not even going to get that you know it's basically a you know coin flip at that point at least the, the Clippers I think have some outside chance and some value as a championship pick for for what it's worth yeah so we haven't talked about maybe the most eventful show on the network yeah, I think we we needed to save this one because it's, it's. We needed to save it. They they they've been, they've been giving the network lots of content, and it's been nonstop uh, in the past week or so. Love and Hip Hop Sacramento uh, is getting pretty wild. It's getting a little ugly, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
first the more lighthearted end of the we'll start with the good news first the lighthearted end of it was you know matt barnes and boogie drinking hennessy in the locker room after the postponement uh which was great content but then uh matt barnes allegedly choking a man and a woman at a club in new york allegedly uh pretty wild stuff not great not not great matt barnes who is just a fixture of all the network shows he's the network's version of ray j yes yeah if yeah exactly he's the central character of, of of a lot of our shows i mean he's super he's extremely ratchet and he just always is getting into something or other <laughs> yeah, he is extremely wretched. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's so true. I mean, he, and, and, and he owns it and he knows it, but uh, it, it leads to some bad news sometimes. And uh, but that's what reality TV is about. But yeah, Matt Barnes, going back, going back to the going back to the the, the court uh, thing for a sec, the postponement yeah. thing for a second. We have to talk about Joel Embiid's uh, tweets because in the Property Brothers Philadelphia season, Joel Embiid is breaking out not only as like. He's clearly the rookie of the year. He's been incredible, but also just his Twitter has just gone to another level since he's actually been playing. Oh my gosh, his tweets! I mean, the, the trust the process tweet after the first game. He's then... actually having that, like the Sixers, and it, it's just great. I just, I just love that the Sixers are, as an organization, are trying so hard to distance themselves from everything to do with Sam Hinkie and the guy who's like the most, you know, exciting player that they have to build around is actively referring to himself as the process. Like he's given himself that nickname. It's amazing. Yeah. There's just no way that they're ever going to be able to get rid of that era. And it's amazing. Did you read the Chris Ballard uh, profile of Sam Hinkie? Oh my gosh. Yes. That was absolutely absurd to you because you you really get a a real sense of his brain. By the way, listeners, our pod father of the Lockdown Network, David Locke, had Chris Ballard on to talk about that piece on Lockdown NBA. So you You should should definitely go listen listen to that interview with Chris Ballard, who did the same Hickey piece, which was excellent on uh, in Sports Illustrated. Yeah, uh, I mean, he yeah, he's he's living in in Palo Alto, being meeting with like a bunch of tech people about like self about self augmentation and AI and all kinds of stuff. Doing Sam Hinky things exactly. It's 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 just it's it's a it's a great story. You should read it. Another fun uh, love and hip hop Sacramento thing that's been going on. Demarcus Cousins has been basically dropping hints that he and John Wall and Eric Bledsoe eventually want to play together, whether that's in Sacramento or somewhere else. Maybe they trade Boogie at some point because that's you know that he only has one more year on his deal after this. Maybe they trade him. Uh, you know that'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I I I, I think they should try and get what they can. For- for Boogie, they can get a lot for him. I think. Obviously, fans around here in Portland want Boogie a lot. You'd have to give up CJ McCollum, probably. No doubt, him. you'd absolutely have to give up CJ McCollum. You 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 don't get an all. You're not going to get an all star without giving up CJ McCollum. Like that's just not. I I just don't see that happening. And and so, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, would you do it? Uh, you know, I think I would. Yeah. I think yeah. I 
Yeah, that I mean, it's it's a t- I I guess it's a tough call for me because I still I believe in that construction that it could work with the two guards. I, I I still believe in that, but I mean, the longer they go, not being able to correct the defense, they they're trying some things now. They're trying to change their scheme a little bit, be more aggressive in the pick and roll. We'll see how that does over the the next few games, but. Uh, I mean, their questions will be there, but I think, you know, I would just really like to see this team. I would like to see those two guards with a center who can defend and maybe that's just overly simplifying it, but you know, having a team with Dame and Boogie would be pretty unstoppable offensively. Yeah, it would be. And you could have some Dame Dalla and Boogie Smooth collaborations too. (laughs) Remember Boogie Smooth? <laughs> I didn't even know that there was a boogie smooth. Well, then this makes love and hip hop Sacramento even more relevant. Aside Are you from not? The you're fact not. That you we have know, Anjali World. You don't know about uh, boogie smooth? I had no idea about boogie. So smooth. So four, so four, like, like this, like three years ago. Uh, this, I think this was uh, 2014. Uh, Demarcus Cousins puts out a teaser trailer for his upcoming R and B album under the name Boogie Smooth, and then it turns out it's an April Fool's joke. But like he did the oh. whole trailer, and he talked about how his secret passion was music, and it was like this smooth R and B track. And then the big reveal on April Fool's Day was uh, him like playing piano, but like not knowing how to play piano, and it was like the actual uncut video that was unedited, and it was it was actually like the build up was actually pretty good. And then the net, and then like that that same day, LeBron just tweeted like the most lazy half-ass like hey guess what i'm putting out my debut mixtape it's featuring rick ross and kanye and jay's and it's just like it was just the most whack like knockoff version of the boogie smooth thing but so uh LeBron just taking the idea and trying to make it trying to and trying to make it cool but he actually just ruined the entire joke in the process by the way uh Anjali world it looks like had uh had a shoe drive for underprivileged kids according to her snapchat so shout out to her for that that's a that's a that's something good i, I like that Way to give at this time of year. She, had a, she, has a, she dropped a new music video, I think, since the last time uh, we we uh, recorded. It's called Crown. It's not really a banger, but it's sort of a banger, I guess. I mean, is it? Is it could it be the unofficial theme of the Sacramento Kings? Crown. Eh, I guess, but it's more about like female empowerment and stuff. So I'm not. Okay. Sure, I'm not sure it really applies to the Kings, but like, no, you know, no, you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's you know, she she's doing her thing. I'm not. I'm not hating. Yeah, the name Kings definitely reinforces the patriarchy. It, it absolutely does. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating though. Like, N- no, no, <laughs> no. We'll, I will, we will never hate on Anjali World. We're very pro Anjali World on the Bulls versus Blazers podcast. Anjali World, if you're somehow listening to this, come on. We will talk to you about the Kings. We'll talk to you about your music career. We'll talk to you about uh, marine biology. We'll talk to you about whatever. Everything. We'll talk about anything. Uh, yeah, love and hip hop Sacramento though. Uh, lots of drama. I, I think they they have to trade Boogie this year on a serious I note. Think I, I, I I think, I mean, the team that gives them it depends on what they want, right? It, it, do they want a bunch of picks? Then they go the Boston. See, I don't know. I know, I know you're, yeah, but but like, does he, does he even make sense for Boston? They already have Al Horford. It's like, do they want to give up all their stuff to get? I mean, two centers on the same team. I don't know if that's I don't know if that really is a great fit at this point as much as you know uh, you get the idea that yeah you know they should they should give up all this stuff to get boogie but like they just signed Al Horford I feel like they should just go with what they've got or or try to get a like a more perimeter star like if they try to get like Paul George at some point or something yeah and and I'll say this you could do a lot worse building a team around than you do a lot worse than building a team around CJ McCollum 
like CJ McCollum could carry an offense, run a team. He can play point guard. Their point guard right now is Darren Collison. Well, he can do a lot of the stuff that a lot of the best guards do. And he's a a real, and he's a better mid range shooter than a lot of guys. I mean, CJ could really carry a team. I, I was, I was super, super impressed with the stretch that he had last year when Lillard was out and he pretty much put the team on his back. You could run a team. You could run a, You could run a team through CJ McCollum. I, I don't. I think that that would be. You know, it, it would obviously not. It would obviously suck for CJ to go from a situation in Portland where he's playing with his best friend basically, and they win games, and then he would have to go to Sacramento, which is Sacramento. But if you're Sacramento and you want to start over, and he's also signed long term, right? And you want to start over. And you want a guy that is going to be fun to watch and is a good, just a good player and a good perimeter and a, player and a good guy too. That like you know the yeah. fans can get behind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. Doesn't you know? It's a pretty, it's a pretty t- huge transition from Boogie to CJ McCollum, uh, in terms of person, in terms of like a, a personality. And so, uh, I, I think that would be an interesting conversation i just i yeah i'm trying to think about where else boogie would go who else would trade for him that has well the problem is any teams because like denver's got the pieces phoenix has the pieces but like would he resign with either of those teams i feel like he wouldn't right right yeah and at least if you're say you're portland he might he might actually stay in denver because he and mike malone go back and like they right okay okay so denver is a legitimate possibility it would have to be like nikola Jokic and gallinari and like Will Barton. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you. I don't know what the package exactly would be, but like, you know, Denver has enough young pieces. You could throw something together, right? And and another thing too that we just talked about all the places that he could potentially go to and not resign with. Obviously, that would mean there are places that he would sign with. One of the obvious ones being potentially the Lakers. I wouldn't trade for him if I was the Lakers because I would just wait and try to sign him. In, that's in what I. Year. But that's what I mean. So, so the Lakers just that, – that's what I mean. It would kind of scare maybe some teams like a Portland that would be interested in getting a guy like Cousins. But because of the uncertainty, you maybe you just can't risk that. But maybe you think that if things work out, he stays. But you have already gone through this with another star who, who left. But granted, he, he left to go to a better winning situation. And I'm sure culturally – Portland is very different from Sacramento. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's going to be interesting to keep an eye. Like, what else have you been watching? Uh, what, like, in, in around the league? Because there's, yeah, there's been a lot of interesting stuff going on. You know, I've been watching Utah a lot. They they win. They win. They've been you winning games. Night. Yeah, they, I mean, they 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 were up by a lot. Phoenix came back. They they have been doing a better job of winning those slugfest type of games that. They, I think, stumbled all, a lot on last year, even when they were injured. I think with this team, with the expectations on them, having those guys out, in and out, they're just going to have to deal with that. And and I think that uh, the last two games, I, I, I've been impressed with their, their medal on this back-to-back to be able to win at the Lakers, who they're really banged up too. But then you know, to get a win tonight, Phoenix is not a good team either. But uh, to be able to do that, it feels like, Utah last year probably wouldn't have won that game. 
I feel like Utah's yeah. I feel like Utah's starting to become more of the team that we imagined they would be. And I think I think Utah and Portland are kind of both trending upward. I'm kind of into the Bucks right now. I I like Giannis, obviously. Uh, they're they're real interesting. Jabari's been playing great. Uh, did you see the Wizards Magic game tonight? John, I saw John, John Wall, Wall scored, scored 52. Oh yeah, what 52 was our, and they what lost. Was our, we we have a Washington show. Real world DC. Yeah, free John it's, Wall. Got to get John so, Wall out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. John Wall's too good of a player to be on the real world. He's yeah, that team is just sad. Wow. They were so talk about how fast it all goes, right? Right, cuz a couple of years ago, you know, they make the playoffs, they get to the second round two years in a row. And, you know, there was like that Randy Whitman sort of did that rope-a-dope thing where he was like, hey, I'm a terrible coach. Oh, actually, no, I just realized we should play Otto Porter. The Otto Porter, by the way, has been playing great lately. Yeah, he has like a crazy real plus minus. He's top 25 or something in the league in real plus minus. I saw that when the first, when the late, I think the it came out a couple a week ago, the latest one. And I was just like, what? I, I haven't been watching the Wizards because why would I subject myself to that pain and anguish? But... John Wall is great. I can't believe he scored. I, 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 when's the last time someone scored 52 in a game and lost? It's happened a few times, I think. I bet uh, it happened a bunch in the 70s when guys would yeah, just put a 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, guys would just put a 50. Nobody played any defense. Hot team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's just bowing me out, man. Dude, right? They they have, like, the best. They have an incredible first half. They're, like, a really good first half team. Their net rating overall is good, yet – they Every third or, or it's better than a lot of teams. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I, I don't understand. What is is like? Was was that something that the Bulls under Tibbs had a problem with? Did were they not? Were they notoriously not a good third quarter team? No, it was more at the end of games they would fall apart, sort of towards the end with Tom there. I think this team is just young and doesn't really know how to play defense the way Tom wants them to yet. That could be. That is. I mean, right now they're they're twenty fifth in defense. According to see, this is the thing that we mean when we talk about how their third quarters have been bad. They their net rating. They're according to Basketball Reference, they do an expected win loss, and the Wolves have three fewer wins than they should according to their expected win loss record on Basketball Reference. So they're losing games that they should win. Yeah, they they have been disappointing, but again. One of the things I'd like to keep in mind with them, they they suck right now. They're thirteenth, six and fourteen. They're not going to make the playoffs. But the other the other flip side of that is that young teams can learn quickly and they can get better in a faster way, I think, than older teams would. And so they have been. Because guys are less set in their ways and more impressionable. Right. And so while they have been super disappointing. I don't want to count out the fact – I don't want to count them out. I think they're going to get hot a little bit in maybe after the new year or something. But I think this team, they're super young. And I think that a team with a coach like that and a guy like Towns who's a star and cares and I, I think that they will eventually figure out how to minimize a lot of those mistakes that lead to games go, getting completely out of hand and – them just not being able to stay close or hold on to leads. I think a lot of it is, like you said, they're young team mistakes. Right. Uh, Dallas Polo Assassins are also kind of bumming me out a little bit. 
Yeah, the Polo Assassins, the knockoff warriors in... Andrew uh, Bogut's out here retweeting, like, Hillary Clinton conspiracy theories about the Pizzagate thing. Like, he's out here retweeting that stuff. Yeah. That's whack. That's super, super whack. Super, super whack to uh, retweet stuff that gets people killed and shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not cool. And, no. and, and And, you know... Dallas, they kind of have – it reminds me a little bit of Milwaukee when Milwaukee lock, lucked into the second pick in the draft and the worst record in the league because that's just kind of how it went. Dallas is kind of in that scenario too because they clearly tried to put a respectable product out there. It just hasn't worked. Matthews can't make a shot anymore, which is a bummer. Harrison which, Barnes is just putting up numbers on a bad team now. Right, which, like, who knows? Dirk, Maybe... so Dirk is old and injured, which sucks because Dirk's the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, and this isn't obviously the way that Dirk wanted to go out uh, on a, a team that's the worst team in the league, but uh, that that's kind of the, the strategy that Dallas has gone with, though, for a while, though, has been just, like, reload free agents, go after them, and try and get them with Dirk. They have had some draft picks lately that they've kept like Justin Anderson and uh, they'll probably get a good one here this year. But that this is kind of what happens when you go all in on free, all, all almost pretty much all in on free agency. As far as team building, uh, this is kind of where you could end up. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, it's, it's certainly not looking good for them in the short term. Uh, I think that's about wraps it up. You know, I'm yeah, glad we got back. I've got, we have to do this like we haven't been doing this as frequently but i'm we got we got to make an effort like obviously we won't be able to all the time because our uh you know our schedules are kind of what they are but uh we gotta we gotta do this more often yeah absolutely and i love i definitely love breaking up the feed as well on uh locked on blazers in addition to keeping the bulls versus blazers going i think it's just fun to talk about the league in different ways and also just consume more of the league and and zoom out a little bit because I feel like it's important yeah. to keep the ecosystem of the NBA in mind when we're talking about our individual teams. So with that said, uh, thank you for listening to uh, another edition of Lockdown Blazers slash Bulls versus Blazers here uh, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Sean Hyken, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making this happen. Thanks for staying up late. Uh, we did it. We we did it. We did it for the people. Uh, so uh, keep listening. Subscribe to everything. every po- five star every, reviews. Every, everything five star reviews. Everything. Subscribe to every podcast that exists because then you'll subscribe to ours. Right, and then if you give every podcast that exists, just give us five star reviews. Don't don't worry about everybody else. But locked on Bulls, locked on Blazers, Bulls versus Blazers. Give those, give those three podcasts five stars. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. That's right. And and if you want to advertise with us, hit us up. Uh, but. That's going to do it for us. Keep coming back. Blazers play tomorrow in Milwaukee. So they had, that's the first of a back-to-back. So we'll definitely be talking to you after that. So uh, we'll catch you later.